0: I'm
1: Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil everything.
0: everything.
1: Courtney, time for Wilfred too, and we have to have a chat.
0: We do. Have you ever been more puzzled in all your life?
1: I have never been Okay, so what you did to me was the equivalent of like being set up on a blind date. Where you're like, <laughs> oh, you should totally meet my girlfriend's friend who's like a 10 you told me it was a 10 it's a soft 4 at best <laughs> um, and now I'm just, I was just stuck in that situation and I couldn't leave because I didn't know if it was going to get any better I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't know if it was, she was going to take like a mask off I don't know what was happening <laughs> you told me there was going to be a 10 and it wasn't a 10 and hey I I'm more covered about tomatoes. that.
0: Rotten Tomatoes I went off their uh,
1: rating system Rotten Tomatoes if you're listening you're trash
0: I know going to say this was a bad episode you consider it bad
1: <clears throat> excuse me um, let me clear my throat here yes it was bad
0: okay i don't think it was bad i think it was puzzling but i also think we're talking about a show that's very
1: puzzling confusing wait wait, wait. i just want to make sure you watched the right episode i did with like the cult and the dad and everything yeah. you, you watched that one right
0: happiness i told you they were both called happiness yeah
1: okay all right Hmm? You're on a different fucking planet than me All of a sudden
0: (laughs) You gotta talk about Before we talk about anything We gotta talk about another quote at the beginning of this From Leo Tolstoy Which is happiness does not depend on outward things But on the way we see them This is the same thing as when we watch the pilot This quote tells you everything About the episode I don't know if they always gave a quote But certainly these two episodes The pilot and the series finale did The whole quote tells you everything you need to know no, it doesn't. Sun on the beach. What? Are you confused? Do you know the ending? Do you understand?
1: No, I know that I know the ending. Okay, let, let's just dive into the live view before I get really upset and okay. give away. Okay. Okay. Ah, oh, namaste. Oh. <laughs> this finale starts the same exact way that we saw in episode one. He's writing, he's wearing the same outfit. He's writing yet again another. Like, note to leave behind after he commits suicide. Yeah,
0: final revision of the suicide note.
1: He decides to use two things of pills this time. It's pretty much a shot for shot, and I loved it. Mm -hmm, I was like, let's go. It's starting good. It's starting good right where we left off
0: yep i like a bookend he
1: sees the girl next door leaving but all of a sudden it changes his mom comes to the door we find out that Wilfred died
0: yeah which i feel like we missed a great episode
1: maybe that was the 10 one maybe you misread it i
0: never said it was a 10 i said the fourth season had 100 percent on rotten tomatoes and you're like well, that means the series finale is going to be a 10 like okay like
1: oh you told me the series finale is going to be a 10 we can rewind the tape not-
0: yeah, we'll fucking rewind the tape. I do the editing.
1: Ready? You know? Editing, insert tape here.
0: But season four finished out at 100% in Rotten Tomatoes, which I thought was.
1: Holy shitballs.
0: Yeah. This <laughs> makes me
1: excited for the finale. Jill's okay. right.
0: <laughs> well, she comes by. She explains that he, that Wilfred has passed. And she tells him, again, because <laughs> we're getting all these hints of what this is about, is she? he wants to be with Wilfred. She's telling us again what the whole thing is.
1: No. Okay. (laughs) I thought I I was like betting that she was about to say that she can see dogs as people too. That's what I thought she was going to say.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, she admitted she's crazy as well. Or she, that was, those are her words, not mine.
1: And I was like, oh, never mind. We find out the mom was in a cult having an affair because she didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom with her lawyer husband. We have Ryan is a someone called the Chosen One <laughs> that he can speak to animals and um, that he was adopted back into his own family pretty much. But his dad's just basically not his dad.
0: The cult leader quote unquote, it's his biological father. They, the mom talks about how animals choose us. They come into our lives when we need them and then they die, they're not really gone. What they're trying to explain is that they were in a cult called the Flock of the Grey Shepherd, <laughs> whatever it means, and that they believed in the cult that a dog god would come and choose a person and like lead that person to happiness and that person would be a prophet of sorts. I guess it's not too far fetched to think for the mother and Ryan for a moment to think that that's a possibility.
1: Yeah. And so far, so good. I can still roll with it.
0: Yeah. She was someone Um, that was always searching for happiness as well. She comes out and says that. That was why she left her lawyer husband. That was why she pursued this, you know, commune type environment.
1: I don't get cults, never will. We get some good news, find out that Wilfred's in purgatory pretty much. He could still talk to Ryan. We find out his duty, that he's a God and his duty all along was to bring happiness. But we find out that Jenna has dumped Ryan and moved to Wisconsin. And that's why Ryan had gone off the deep end and decided to try to kill himself again.
0: That's what they make you think in that moment. That's not the real thing. So, he, you know, I think at first Ryan thinks that Jenna was supposed to be the happiness that he was led to. And that's what Wilfred was there for. Mm-hmm. That's not really the thing. Um, did you like when they say, when they refer to him in the in the dog god state as Maraman? I think they're being like Matt Damon, but they're saying oh. it like.
1: <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. But yeah, it's like
0: a nod to the Matt Damon thing from the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. When he was just like, do you have any DVDs that love Matt Damon?
0: Yeah, exactly. So they keep saying it as like Mar-a-man. No, But I think it's supposed to be like Matt Damon. That's awesome. Two things. Ryan's taking it surprisingly well to find out that his biological father is not who he thought he was and some cult leader was and also i think that he's probably just really subdued from the xanax cocktail a little bit so he's kind of just going with the flow
1: yeah she's like am i boring you he's he's like he's actually just gonna be like no i'm actually i think i'm dying yeah (laughs)
0: i'm in my own planet over here did you buy the story of what they're saying about this cult and him a chosen one up to this point
1: Yes, I get it. I feel like if you took this at the beginning of the season, then it could like lead to more, which would actually be cool. But to take this turn in the finale is a hard right. And it doesn't, it doesn't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why now. That's the thing. I don't get why now am I being presented with this information. I get it at the end. But at this point during the live watch, I'm always speaking present tense whenever we do these. Okay.
0: Okay in the scene we're in. Okay. Okay.
1: Cuz you would just like you just went back and corrected me about the the happiness thing. Yeah. But I was just quoting like what he said.
0: Well cuz we never discuss anything beforehand. So there are times when you know we're watching something and neither one of us or we might think we're watching something in a different interpretation. Potato
1: than potato. We yeah. go through this a lot. This is why this show's interesting. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. I Me, mean, Courtney actually we don't do any research and we don't talk to each other beforehand. We just get in here and just we go buck wild for you.
0: Exactly. But he does explain to him in this scene that it's his godly duty to lead Ryan to happiness. And so I thought, yes, it's weird, but it was an interesting take that I certainly didn't think was coming.
1: Super interesting take. I've gotten it up to this point. I don't like it that it's taken such a hard turn. But this is the exact moment where we find where things get really interesting. Yeah. Because Ryan turns to his right and he sees this woman watering her plants. And she says, oh, hi, I'm sorry about Wilfred. And he looks to his left where he's been talking to Wilfred this whole time and Wilfred is gone. This is where we get the first sense that this has to do with like a mental illness
0: yes some of the things that Wilfred said almost about like reincarnation i think pe- a lot of people think that about a dog like their soul goes into another dog like if you've ever seen like a dog's purpose you know like oh i watch- can't
1: do it i'll cry like a baby so if there's any i can watch a person be gutted alive <laughs> and everything but you put your hand on a dog I can't. My blood gets boiling.
0: I'm telling you right now. I was eating macaroni, watching that movie, and gagging, crying into the macaroni, trying to watch that movie.
1: But I can't do it.
0: Yeah, so I can I can get behind the reincarnation thing, and I can understand that. But you're right. As soon as he looks at that lady, and they look, and Wilfred's not there, I'm like, well, what is the situation here?
1: And we get some more hints following this. Wilfred says, Hey, Ryan, I'm going to go bring you to happiness. I've got an idea. They hop in a car. It's a BMW convertible. I was just
0: going to say, he must have done well for himself in the last four seasons to all of a sudden be in a beamer.
1: And we find out, like through flashbacks and flash forwards, I'm not going to ruin anything for you guys just yet, but he has a corner office. So we've seen that one of the things that Ryan has considered happiness has been money and a job like a high-up right. job
0: progression in his career you know i think that's what he thought he was searching for a good job that made money a girlfriend that he loved and and none of those things have yet made him happy and that's
1: the same thing that everyone faces yeah everyone wants a better job more money nice car you know he's still in the same house he owns a house you know what i mean right there's a lot of things that um you know we went from you know just being in a, a physician's assistant, like not. A physician's assistant, but an assistant to a physician. Yeah. <laughs> possibly in episode one to a corner office BMW convertible driving.
0: Right. And still in all, he's still cooking up a Zanny smoothie and wanting to like be done with it all. So I would th- I will say that, that I liked the bookend thing of it, but I was disappointed that he still had not achieved happiness when the episode started. Like I thought when it started I'm like, oh, he'll be in a good place.
1: I thought maybe he was like finishing up a book. Or something, yeah. like a memoir, or anything along those lines. But nope, it was the same notice yeah. that he was going to um uh, try to kill himself.
0: So. so the dog the dog, we'll call him at this point, does want to bring him somewhere that he thinks will bring him happiness. And that's where we're headed.
1: So basically Ryan stops the car. He goes, I don't know where you're taking me. It's been too long. You're not telling me where we're going. And Wilfred's like, it's a bit of a surprise and all this. And Ryan stumbles upon a mailbox and a big blue shed. He turns around to confront Wilfred. Wilfred's gone. And this is where he runs into a na- a man named Charles holding a shotgun to him as he tries to break into this big blue shed. Yeah. <laughs> Charles, do we you know who he is, what he's from.
0: Tobin Bowl. He is Jigsaw in the Saw movies. Yes. Yes.
1: It was a pretty obvious one for you. I just gave you a huge softball, but... Yeah. like i know how much you love horror so i had to give you that one
0: absolutely and he's pretty you know when he's jigsaw he's such a creepo i i want to play a game yeah so he's so creepy but i like seeing a different side of him here because i don't often see him in other things
1: yeah I, I thought it was kind of funky and like out there that he was the dad yeah Quite believable because I've seen him in weird shit.
0: Yeah, but he's also still a weird part because he was like an ex-cult leader, right? So I thought that was kind of an interesting Yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, not totally normal. But what I didn't get is Charles had a dog, but Ryan couldn't see Charles's dog.
0: Ryan only sees one specific dog as a dog, man.
1: This is my live view interpretation of what's happening.
0: But why even in that moment did you not understand that? He doesn't see all the dogs as people.
1: Because he went to like the cult land that he's on. He's on the the land that the cult was. So if he's actually the chosen one, he should have the most powers when he's at the core of the cult.
0: Oh, see, the way I understood the cult was there was one specific dog, one specific chosen one. Not that he sees like all the dogs as people.
1: I took it as he would have the ability to see animals as humans when called upon. Uh Aha. So like if he's, I feel like he would have heightened powers and sense. (laughs) Oh, you, really,
0: you really gave the prophet a lot of thought. In that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, just, I, if they're really going to go sci-fi, go sci-fi. Don't, don't, don't just a tip it. Just go all the way in.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I just had a different interpretation of that, but.
1: Yeah. Um, totally cool. And that we, that it's what makes yeah. us the way it Definitely is.
0: Definitely knew it was going to be his father though. When the guy appeared with a shotgun, I was like, well, this is. Oh, a thousand
1: way, percent. Though. thousand percent. I knew that he was at his dad's.
0: And like the super nice house i was like well he doesn't seem super crazy like there's nice pictures on the mantle that you know what i mean
1: yeah it wasn't just like crazy like hieroglyphics and shit like blood stains on the wall and like <laughs> yeah so he tells him hey I, you know my car broke down can i use your phone while he's using his phone he sees pictures on the mantle the pictures are actually of him and his mom a long time ago
0: first baby picture's he's ever seen of himself i guess because he's never She never had any.
1: Yeah. In the the earlier scene, he references that he's never seen any baby pictures of himself because he doesn't have any. So this is kind of like alluding to like, am I adopted type deal? Once again, another adopted show. As you'll find out, we're doing one next where a character is adopted.
0: Unexpected. But
1: we're in the middle of recording so many things. It's out of order the way we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, he turns and then Charles, who is his father, says, I knew... Ryan, one day I knew you'd come looking for me. Cut to a scene where they're sitting in the barn. Ryan is looking at this photo album of all of these pictures of the cult, all of the leaders, all of, you know, this pictures of his mother in there, there's pictures of him in there. And Charles is kind of telling him the story of what happened and why he is adopted, why he wasn't around because his father it's the way he wanted it because he didn't want him to know that he had another dad because he understood that he was crazy leading this cult he
0: knew ryan's mom was really unhappy and wanted to help her he wanted her to think that he had passed away because yeah he just knew that he wasn't the father for him at that point like he talks about how he had to basically find god like true god and you know he's on all kinds of medication to kind of even him out yeah <laughs> so,
1: yeah he's like i found the true god and half a dozen medications that balance yeah, me out
0: exactly and even in that part i still wasn't sure where that was going
1: but it comes to a really really good part they're looking through the book he turns the page and there's wilfred as a human ryan says who is that and i was like oh shit. Wilfred's in the book. Wilfred's in the book. And so Charles tells him, that's Richard. He's a piece of shit. But he always played the good god in the rituals or whatever they did. Yeah, always telling people the
0: right thing to do. And yeah, he always played the marama.
1: (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. That was a very cool thing to put into the storyline. Even though they've all gone off the rails, having Wilfred had been someone who was in the cult.
0: Even at that point, I still believed the cult story. I hadn't questioned it yet.
1: There's nothing to question, really. It existed. There's picture proof.
0: No, no, no. The cult is real. I still believed the whole thing about Wilfred being the dog god and him being no. the chosen one.
1: <laughs> Even at that point,
0: I was still like, "Oh, like okay, like it's like it wasn't." flushing out yet
1: but then as they begin to talk charles says it was all full of shit i didn't i didn't know what i was spouting i don't believe what i was talking about yeah and ryan kind of snaps that he find out that the cults lie him being this like chosen person which he's all of a sudden accepted he starts to getting these visions of all the shit that's happened but wilfred's just a dog and he's like doing all this fucked up shit to himself
0: yeah he He's smoking a bong on the couch and next to him is just an Australian dog, just like hanging uh, in the bed and, you know, just a lot of weird shit. And then you just, it is that, as I referenced, fight club moment where they're like, they're doing a flashback and you see yourself, it's you doing these things. Mm-hmm. But even then, I'm sorry. I didn't quite until the very end. Even then I'm still like, is he crazy? Or is this the, is the cult story real? Like,
1: I knew right then he was crazy. You did? Okay. So, I knew right then he inherited some sort of mental illness from his father mm-hmm. because his real father was Charles, who was the head of the cult. Right. Because he had said, I don't believe any of this. It was all bullshit. I don't know what I was talking about. But the one thing in my mind that I can't put my finger on is how he could picture Wilfred. He's in the book. Oh, is I know. Is it a very, very, very subdued subconscious.
0: Yes. So he's, image. A baby. he's a baby when they're doing these r- rituals, we'll call them. The guy always played the dog. He's envisioning him. The real life. Richard is because he's just playing back memories of as he, when he was a baby.
1: Okay. But a baby's cognitive development resets it too. And they don't really remember anything before it. They Thus, don't. This is false.
0: Well, okay. I knew you were going to say that. Like there's a few things to that. If you have a trauma or an experience as a baby, it can still affect you. Maybe you won't, you know, see somebody's crystal clear face or something like that. But yes, it can still affect you. Yeah, you're not going to remember crawling and stuff like that. But there are memories in there. You, I went to school for psychology. Okay. Okay,
1: I took psychology courses, and I took, child well, you took to one develop. course.
0: So you're not—you're probably a psychiatrist. You could be my therapist then. You took one course.
1: <laughs> I took a very specific course for childhood development how the brain and cognitive actions work
0: oh yeah i didn't take that then i suppose as a as a psych major with a bachelor's but sure um no (laughs) but yeah i mean okay whether we believe it or not that is the story of how erroneous
1: (laughs) erroneous that 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 argument
0: (laughs) richard played the dog in the ritual so he always remembered that face that's why he's seeing him as wilfred
1: okay (laughs) whatever moving on the next scene He's sitting on a park bench with his sister. His sister delivered babies and now she does abortions.
0: Everyone has found their thing, I guess.
1: Everyone, oh God. And apparently, oh, one thing I want to also talk about is when they were looking in the book, apparently there was a bad guy that he recognized that had probably been fucking with them in other seasons. Yes. But whatever. Moving on. Where are we? um, Where we are.
0: That you know what's weird about that? I, I looked that up. Um originally he was played by dwight Yoakum and then he was played by billy baldwin so it's like... one
1: he's an amazing country singer two uh when he was in wedding crashers and he's like go comatose for me baby and he puts those in the car. also great billy baldwin reference uh forgetting sarah marshall when he yells at the screen you're fucking billy baldwin it's, it's, <laughs> it's like it that's breaking the screen i'm sorry i
0: just thought it was weird that that billy baldwin replaced him as if they look anything alike because they don't
1: no one looks like dwight Yoakum. No one looks like Literally. Billy Baldwin. Except every other Baldwin.
0: <laughs> all the Baldwins look the same. Okay, like yeah. I, you half the time you don't know which one's which. I did meet Daniel before, but yeah, they all look the same.
1: Yeah, he's like the black sheep of them.
0: No, Steven is.
1: I can't name you one movie Daniel Baldwin is in. Name me one, quick. Go. Actually, Celebrity name me two. You with
0: Dr. Drew.
1: That's a TV show. I yeah. know.
0: Anyway, let's get off the fucking Baldwins and back on the Wilfred. No,
1: I'll die on this hill. So now he is... I did a charity a, event with him, okay? He's very happy doing abortions instead of giving life. She likes taking life. And she <laughs> right. says, you should really do what makes you happy. Because he's like, hey, I'm all right. I'm not super happy. She goes, you should do what makes you happy. He looks and he sees Wilfred. He runs yeah. full speed to his apartment, slams the door and starts yelling Wilfred's name. I Wilfred doesn't Wilfred. come.
0: That made me so... I actually got like, I didn't get choked up or anything, but I actually like had a little emotional reaction. He's like, I miss you, Wilfred. Like, you know, I think about it like a dog, you know.
1: But Wilfred ends up showing up. He shuts his eyes and tries to imagine Wilfred and all of a sudden he smells him. And then Wilfred's sitting there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And in that, when he smells him, that's the moment when you finally know for real, for real, that Wilfred's in his mind because he's like, you realize that's you, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? That smell's coming out of you. And then he's like, yeah, I know. Like, he knows that Wilfred's his imaginary friend.
1: And what they do is they make a pact where he's like, I want you still in my life but you just can't be out about come on when I call you pretty much. Yeah. And don't um, like a split personality. Also another show we're doing a person has a split personality. Actually, it's the same show where someone's adopted. Yeah. Teasers all over the place. Um, so they make this like pact where Wilford just won't come out and like fuck with them all the time. And make right. him do stuff.
0: But he does add spice to his life. He makes it more exciting, which is why he thrives on him being around. That's if you think about why a child has an imaginary friend, it's because it adds some spice to their life there's something missing for them
1: spice up your life spice (laughs) girls i'd be sporty spice i think
0: (laughs) i'd be ginger um
1: baby spice
0: yeah he adds like i said he adds flair to his life because when you're a kid you're looking for a little partner in crime that's why you typically have an imaginary friend so here He's not Wilfred and who gives a shit that he might be thirty years old with an imaginary friend. He is what makes him happy. Someone he can lean on, have adventures with, you know, even if it's only going on inside his mind.
1: So it's like someone he can lean on when he's not strong. Someone that he'll be his friend. And help him someone carry on. To help him carry on. <laughs> exactly. So all of a sudden, this is a really weird part of the show. He like opens this closet door and now they're on a beach sitting on a couch. And they're talking about repressed memories inside Ryan's brain, like one where his uncle like turned around and his D was out and might have jizzed on him or something.
0: I chose to skim over whatever they were talking about because I was like, I'm not going to get hung up on this because I'm not sure what they're talking about. And I'm not sure I want to know what they're talking
1: about. It was a about. stupid part. Yeah. Very stupid plug of a part because they're just talking about like repressed memories that happened to him.
0: Yeah. And but. how he exists. I mean, again, they're reiterating how he exists in his mind. This is where I can go and infect your memories. Ha ha, dog pun. So that's basically all they're doing in that scene.
1: But then something I talk about in the first episode happens. Yep. He walks down the waterline, picks up the ball, and the ball signifies happiness.
0: He finally got the ball back. The ball of happiness. It just rolls up on the beach, and, he, and Ryan's like, well, what is that? And Wilfred's like, you know what it is. And he walks over to it. And I really liked that ending
1: hear me out i have an alternative ending okay he's dead
0: that's what you think
1: it can i think it can be interpreted two ways one way ryan found his happiness because he can have wilfred some of the time but all the time because Mm -hmm. he has a mental disorder that he's struggling with and let's just say has found a way to control it secondly i i think that there's an alternative way to interpret that is that he can't control wilfred overall And Wilfred has been just like around in his head playing around. He took two things of pills in the beginning. One just made him pass out. I think the second dose finally did him in. And when he was sitting on the couch, he was sitting on the couch in his house, imagining he was at the beach, which would be like his happy place. When he picked up the ball, he finally died because he had found true happiness. And now he's ready to be incarnated as something else to help someone else on their journey.
0: That's a great theory, but he's not dead. And I'm going to tell you how I know that did you read an article? Yes, I did. So when Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood... I have a big brain. Well, listen, Elijah Wood thought the same thing that you thought. He thought, oh, is he dead? He read the script and he thought that was his feeling on it. And so, you know, comparing the series finale to the pilot and whatnot. And so he talked to um, the executive producer, David Zuckerman, about it. And was talking to him about the interpretation that he might be dead. And that he actually managed to commit suicide this time around. Basically, the producer was just like... That's interesting, but that wasn't my intention at all. <laughs> so yes, it's up for interpretation. I'm just telling you, like from so a me
1: and Elijah grade. Wood are smarter than the people that produce the show.
0: Maybe
1: me and Elijah Wood. I'm I'm going to do a virtual meme here. So do you know in in Rocky when they hold hands? Yeah. When they do the handshake, one Maybe hand says, says Joe, one hand says Elijah Wood, and in the <laughs> in middle, solidarity. smarter than the producer.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I should put it as one of the scroll things
0: <laughs> yeah make a, make a like little like on thing.
1: Instagram Put I'll make one so people can see what I'm talking about yeah,
0: and Elijah um, <laughs> so yeah I think that the ending gives you a lot of information I think it, it gives you the tools to be able to figure out really who Wilfred is what he is what's been going on for all four seasons but it's still pretty ambiguous when it ends
1: What's ambiguous? So,
0: What's ambiguous? Yes. It means, is it just
1: kind of like lacking?
0: Yeah, ambiguous. It, it's still open for interpretation. Ambiguous. It doesn't give you a definitive answer.
1: Use it in a sentence, please.
0: The ending of the show is ambiguous.
1: Country of <laughs> origin.
0: Do you really not know what ambiguous means?
1: No, I don't use hella big words just on the road. Oh, rag, my right? gosh. Okay. So my job
0: as I just said, I- And my I just, job,
1: as you know, is to take very complex things and dumb them down for people. Thus, I don't use big words all the time when I talk. I can throw uh, big words around, be big dick on the block like you over here. Yeah,
0: but you, but then you the boss name comes in and words. you don't even pronounce them right. Ambiguous. Like I just said, it's open for okay. interpretation. Okay, that's I'm one of your favorite
1: words. words. So it's like meta and you have a few favorite words and I'm just going to toss that in your favorite word bucket right now
0: yeah okay well ambiguous is one of them and i, I basically told you what it is it's <laughs> open for interpretation <laughs> ambivalent i
1: was fucking with you relax oh you're not- Stop getting so upset you're getting visibly upset at me i'm just fucking with you i know what ambiguous was i just wanted to mess with you <laughs> it's
0: not my fault i have to carry this show no i'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> my goddamn back's hurting from carrying the show <laughs>
0: Um, But really what I found most interesting about the fact that Wilfred exists in his mind is that for the majority of the series, he's basically just like superimposing it over the neighbor's dog. And then when that dog doesn't exist anymore, then he just exists in his mind. But I was like, I guess you needed that as like a catalyst for like how every other storyline would play out. Like there had to be a dog, like a real dog there. So other people weren't just like, well, what the fuck was this guy talking to? But I think it's important that, you know, they didn't just go, Oh, here's a bottle of pills. You're cured. You know what I mean? Like here's for This dog thing exists in your mind. You know, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Here's your pills and you're, and you're, you're good to go. Here's your happiness. I think it's interesting that they've taken away that he embraced his issues, his, you know, Craziness. I don't know what else to call it's it. It's not
1: embracing your craziness. There's something mentally wrong with him. I don't get like why that's okay.
0: I'm not saying it's In okay. I'm saying it's an interesting storytelling choice because that's what this episode is. I mean, whether you think it's all right or not, that's basically what they're saying. They're saying what makes him happy is embracing his madness.
1: Okay. What I'm not saying is it's I'm, – I'm saying it's not – it's okay to live with a mental illness. That's, I don't want people to take that out of context. <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> – why is it okay for self-destructive behavior, which he has when he goes into these states, to be okay for him to live with? And that's what the show was saying because he's doing what makes okay. him happy.
0: I don't think it's okay. I think yeah. it's an interesting storytelling choice. You know, if we compare this to... That's pretty- why
1: the ending better if he died.
0: I tend to agree with you. If you compare this to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, you know, that was a show that worked a lot about her identifying exactly what was wrong with her and working towards it and healing. And and she still had work to do even when the series ended, right? You're right. I don't know. Here. Good point. I guess he's not going to do any more work. I think he's just happy being in that state, whether we think it's right, wrong, or otherwise.
1: I'll take your word for it. Still think he's dead. But moving on. (laughs) Courtney, thank you for... Allowing me to fire you up today. Yeah. I started off fired up and then I wanted to transfer you the fire and I think I did a really good job of you that. You did
0: great. I'm all, it's 85 degrees. I'm already dying, <laughs> I could literally, so why you're not? sweating.
1: You had to put your hair up in the middle of it. You were moving around and I'm just sitting here with a blanket draped over my head laughing at you.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. So let's just fire me up a little bit more.
1: That was like maybe like a two on the Courtney getting fired up scale. I've seen Courtney at maybe like a seven. I don't want to see Courtney at a 10.
0: I edit ape out shit. when I go uh, apeshit. So.
1: <laughs> no, just Courtney in real life, the most minor inconvenience will set her off to no end. But that's very but minor an angry on the crazy scale.
0: Not in an angry way. I just get excitable. I'm never I'm never like angry.
1: <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night. Whatever helps you find happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with a story about someone who's adopted and then someone who has mental issues and then someone has a split personality and then maybe someone can fly. I don't know. Oh, take not, a guess I don't what it is. Holla at your boy. Slide in those DMs.
0: Make us happy if you leave us a five-star review if you really want us to find our happy. i'll mind. kiss
1: you on the mouth if you give us a five-star review it's straight from the horse's mouth right here my mouth we'll to hold your elijah
0: mouth. wood's hand and kiss you on the mouth
1: someone who's as smart as elijah wood will kiss you on the mouth and that's me thanks guys